0: Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today?
1: I'm good, how are you doing today?
0: Not doing too bad, yep, doing alright. What have you been playing with in the last week?
1: Uh, I haven't had a chance to get the two year anniversary update for State of Decay 2 going yet. That was on my list of things to play, Uh, that update came out yesterday, Uh, but just... Things got in the way you know this that and the other you know how life goes mm-hmm. uh, i've been playing a little bit more of a chimera squad i'm close to being done with that i think it's kind of hard to judge since everything's divided into so many subparts. Mm-hmm. um but at least the third investigation i'm closing in on it being done um so we'll see from there so
0: cool how's uh star wars going
1: i'm not playing anything star- oh yeah i'm still Troll, stuck on that boss yeah. yeah it took me a minute to think about that i still <laughs> stuck on that uh, that sister boss and i'll play it for like 20 minutes and then just get annoyed with it and then quit and forget about it
0: yeah sometimes you got to do things uh, like that with uh those sorts of games like you just have to step away for a bit and, and that sort of thing so uh is that everything pretty much
1: well i was gonna oh. play the uh, xbox free game the uh Warhammer 40K uh, Inquisitor Martyr game that was part of the games with gold. Um, But it required an account with somebody I'd never heard of before and I'm just like nope, delete. I don't mind if you say you can get bonuses or perks or be part of this community with an account. Um, But I do not play a game if it's required. You Mm. can play GTA 5 all the way through without ever licking your your online game account to the Rockstar Social Club. You can play the Division games without creating a Ubisoft account. You just get better stuff when you do, and that I'm okay with. That's that's an option. But to not even let me get past the opening intro without creating an account, I'm sorry, I don't I don't do that shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh not great. Uh, speaking of, that's a perfect um segue there. Uh, I've played a bit more Doom Eternal. I. Cannot get into the game, so I've thus stopped playing it. Uh, That is a game that requires you to have a... I think it's a Bethesda.net account um, Mm -hmm. when you sign in, and that's not necessary. Um, If I'm playing the offline... Because it's got a multiplayer mode, doesn't it? Uh, Doom Eternal. If I'm playing the offline campaign, I should just be able to jump in there with... You know, if you want to save my data, you can save that to my PS4 profile and my PS4 hard drive. Um, So that's a game that has that sort of thing going on as well. But, uh... Yeah, I I just don't think... I recognise that Doom Eternal is a really great game, and so is the uh, 2016 one, but they're just not for me. Uh, There's just not enough in there, Uh, because they've been described before as like shooting galleries, which they very, very much are, but um, I just sort of wanted more than that from the game, and I wasn't really getting it. So I just, yeah, just wouldn't really click for me, but I understand why people enjoy them, and as we always say here, if somebody enjoys something that's good, that you can't get into... Then uh, let them enjoy that particular thing. So I know that um, people like, uh, what's it Chris Ragon from uh, Sacred Symbols, <laughs> he enjoys that. I can see why people enjoy it, but it just uh, isn't quite my cup of tea. And that's completely fine at the end of the day. So, um, Other than that, been playing some Call of Duty. Um, there is actually an update today, which we'll talk about later. Uh, so that's some interesting stuff. Um, got some good news in terms of gaming stuff. Uh, me and my dad just finished an unbeaten FIFA season. Which might sound easy, but when you play on Legendary, it's not. Um, so uh, that was really good. We won sorry, 27 games, drew 11. So we actually beat, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the 2003-2004 um, Arsenal team. Uh, in the real world I'm talking about. Um, they did an, um, they're the only English team to have ever done an unbeaten season, they drew 12 games, and in our season we drew 11, so we beat that record as well, um, it's, it, it was one of the things where the the next game, next game, next game, and you kept thinking like, we're, we're going to lose, or we're going to let in too many goals or something, and uh, no, we just went right the way through, so uh, really, really good stuff, of all the years I've been playing FIFA, which has been quite a few years, I've never ever done that before, so uh that's pretty good as well and for people that want to know we play on legendary so it wasn't an easy task sure it's not the ultimate difficulty or whatever uh it doesn't need to be necessarily but um yeah it's pretty good any thoughts on uh on that
1: yeah i mean it's always tough for sports games because mm. you can never know really what anything's going to do <laughs> um and then especially with the higher difficulty, some of those ais get pretty tough yeah but yeah it's good on you man
0: yeah, especially when you play against Rangers and they play like Barcelona. Even though they've let in 97 goals in the season. Because we had Rangers as the last game of our season. And uh, we d- they were one of the teams that we drew against previously. It was like of—it was like a really, really tough game. It's weird. We'll go in there and we'll beat like PSG, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Liverpool, Man City, all the big teams. And then we draw to teams like Rangers. Uh, but I guess that's just the way the sports go sometimes, isn't it? Um, but yeah, just the way that the way they pass the ball around and that is completely unrealistic. But nevertheless, we did it and uh, we won. We won the actual league by about five points, which is good. But uh, yeah, first ever unbeaten season. So uh, that was really good stuff. We also won the uh, Champions League again. That's the fourth season in a row that we've won that. And uh, we're going to move into. We've got this um, summer thing with France. I think it's the European qualifiers. Uh, but then we're going to move into the twenty twenty seven to twenty twenty eight season and uh, more and more players are starting to retire, so uh, that should be interesting. Other than that, I have not been playing really anything else, because uh, in case some other people haven't seen the little announcement, I am... your phone's (laughs) vibrating sometimes, by the way. Um...
1: Yeah, it's just uh, some alerts that don't get turned off for whatever reason pop up, and that's what it is.
0: Okay. Um, What was I saying? Yeah, I've been making a classic review Season 4, which takes up quite a bit of my time. Uh, when that happens, but uh, I'm getting close to being finished with it, I'm halfway through making the season, uh, obviously I won't say about anything um, what the season is going to be, but that's going to be interesting to reveal, uh, that's going to be starting on the 3rd of June, which is in two weeks time, or just over two weeks time uh, on Wednesday, so uh, look out for that, but uh, other than that, that's pretty much all I've been doing, so i uh, interested to see what this Call of Duty update is, we're going to read that out in a little bit, and um yeah, I'll be playing I've got um, by the way I've got uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake on the way uh, the post has been really really delayed in the UK for obvious reasons but uh, it's taken a while for things to, to arrive at our house at the moment but uh, yeah I'll be jumping into that I hopefully I hope that kind of arrives once I finish making the season because by the way we're going to be taking a break from uh, next week on Entertainment Talk so I'm going to be making the classic review season and some other stuff um, and then uh, yeah we'll go from there So, but uh, that's enough of all that. Uh, Let's move into some housekeeping. We'll see you for that in a minute.
1: Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control... Sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling, the list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard.
0: Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk. Let's see what we've got here. Um, Let's Play Sundays, uh, 42 for Gang Beasts. So you can go and look at that if you want to watch the fun gameplay of all that sort of stuff. Uh, Run on HBO is still continuing for Season 1. The miniseries, of course, on HBO and Sky Comedy. Sky Comedy is where you can watch it in the UK. Uh, Episode 6 will be later tomorrow, so have a look out for that. Um, And... uh, yeah, there's just a couple more episodes, uh, sorry, one more episode, yeah, there's eight, seven episodes, I got confused myself for a second there, that was episode five, episode six is this week, there is seven episodes for the whole series, because it's a mini-series, and episode seven will be next week, so uh, look out for that. Uh, random gaming talk last week, we talked about Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater Remastered, and we will be doing that again today, because we've got some new news, uh, Assassin's Creed, we talked about some other stuff involving that, like the Hidden Blade coming back, and uh, some other stuff as well. I've got podcasts for Flash, Arrow, Batwoman and Legends, so look out for all of those. Uh, don't skip uh, dead to me came back for its second season uh, that's the netflix original show that means it's available everywhere uh, on netflix everywhere that netflix is available uh, but i gave it a don't skip rating for season 2 really really good show so uh, go and have a look at that of course watch season one first. first but uh, yeah really really good show that has not yet been renewed for season 3 but uh, we're waiting on that uh, did a podcast update for zoe's extraordinary playlist and for rick and morty um, just some changes to those podcasts we don't know if zoe's extraordinary playlist has been renewed yet but the The season finale in the UK is going to be tomorrow. So look out for the season finale podcast. I don't know if that will be tomorrow necessarily. But look out for that um, that point later in the week as well. Uh, Let's play Sundays for the week before. For Gang Beasts. Uh, Big discussion podcast that we did recently. um, For streaming, nostalgia, some other stuff. Uh, If you missed that, please do go ahead and check that out. It was me, David, Bex, Robert and Grey. A whole bunch of us. Uh, a whole bunch of us uh, on the podcast uh, talking about um, one to three sort of roughly topics each and um, yeah it was good stuff go and check that out if you haven't done that yet Um, and that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's move into some news (laughs) All right, I'll go first this week I think um, So we've got a bit of a Lawsuit going on, uh, we haven't talked about One of them for a while but uh, there's a new one Happening, uh, Ubisoft um, Is suing Google and Apple Over a Rainbow Six Siege mobile Clone, uh, now just to Throw something else in here, I haven't actually Seen this mobile clone itself yet so I can't Judge as to how accurate it is but Uh yeah, these these things happen sometimes. Um, I haven't seen the game myself, but um, have you seen this uh, apparent clone of Rainbow Six Siege?
1: No, I mean, I'm not a Siege player in general to begin with, so I mean, I think I vaguely-ish remember mm-hmm. when um, a mobile game got announced, but I can't remember if it's um, actual Siege as part of the proper title or if it was just something else that was kind of in the same genre. hmm but there's there's way too many games on the mobile store to even remotely try to cover. There's a good what, ten thousand new games a day, something oh, like loads, that. Loads,
0: loads, and loads and loads. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: Impossible to track. But it's not surprising that there's a clone because everything has a clone.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna open my app store now and just have a look, quick look for that. But um, yeah, uh, rain, bow six siege. Um, there's a game called Arena F2 Global Launch. Looks a bit like Rainbow Six Siege. This might be the one that they're talking about. Um, it's got like close quarters stuff. Yeah, I can see, even from about five seconds of this trailer, I can see that it looks um, quite the same. There's like some stats um, apps as well. I guess if you want to track your uh, profile and stuff. Um, I'm guessing that's probably the one. There's another one on here called um, Alpha Tango 6 Snipers. Sniper Battlefield, but that doesn't look like what that is, so, yeah, it looks like it might be this, yeah, area of F2, um, game, so. Yeah, now who makes
1: that game, does it say?
0: Um, the first CQB FPS, no, that's not the, uh, what does it say, provider, ejoy.com limited, um, copyright. Q, I don't even know how to say that, so I'm going to have to spell it. Q-O-O-K-K-A Games Incorporated. Never heard of, her, heard of them before.
1: Okay, so it's not actually Apple that's making it. So that's why, I, I did see that article as well. That's why I was always a little confused. It's like, mm. did Apple make the game? Because yeah. technically they're just a publisher. So, I mean, they can sue to get it removed off the platform. But any kind of, like, financial or monetary... Actions that have to be sued against the company actually making the game and not the mm. company that's just hosting
0: it, yeah, how would you say that name croker K- games i don't know i
1: I'm not even gonna try it,
0: <laughs> but uh yeah, that looks like so we found I found that within what a minute or something so yeah we'll see what happens with that but uh, I thought that was interesting to uh, include it's not too much to say there we'll see how this lawsuit goes those things can go on for months years we shall see so I mean Frank Darabont who's still suing AMC for The Walking Dead that was for season 2 and the show's on season 10 going into season Mm -hmm. 11 so these things take a while Uh, Let's move on from that, Um, there was apparently some sort of interview or something with uh, Marvel Games, and they did confirm, there was apparently some rumours or something like that about a Daredevil game in development, they have denied that this is happening, Uh, the voice talent attached to it was Troy Baker, who is of course, you know, Troy and Nolan North are pretty much the uh, big two names of the industry, along with what, Laura Bailey... And some other people as well, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you know, usually Troy, Troy Baker, and uh, Nolan North—they've uh, confirmed that this isn't in development. So, if you've seen any, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm very, very sure, someone's made some clickbait about this, uh, which I didn't see. But uh, this is from IGN, and uh, it does say that there's not a game in development. Um, first of all, would you like a Daredevil game if it was, if there was one in development? I don't
1: know. That's one of those ones where I'd have to hear the story first uh, before I. Would know if I could get into that or not because mm. that would be an easy enough character to make a superhero game out of. Just because you know he has some abilities, but he's not like super unstoppable. Mm. So, you know, it could be easily be like a platformer, you know, Spider-Man-esque because that was one of his weapons, to where he would like he had that hook shot coming out of the the staff, and he could swing around a little bit like Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: but more likely, it'd just be like a brawler type.
0: Mm. Yeah, like a, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that that could be a good game. There isn't, obviously, one in, in development, but um, that is that as well. Uh, I wonder what they would do in terms of... Because, obviously, one of his advantages is, obviously, because he's blind, he has a heightened um, hearing and things like that. I wonder how visually and sound-wise you would do that in the game. Um, like, would you... No
1: different than uh, when you get the characters highlighted in The Last of Us.
0: Yeah, yeah I suppose you could do that as well. So... Uh, There you go, Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which was, to me, still shockingly announced last week. I know that there was insiders and press people that knew, but uh, to the general audience, such as me, Robert, and uh, probably some of you as well, um, we had no idea about it, and it really just came out of nowhere for me. Um, Anyway, uh, adding on to the news of that, uh, Activision has confirmed that, and listen to this part carefully, the game won't have microtransactions at launch keep the at launch part in mind there um, it's interesting that this was announced as well because Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled uh, also didn't have microtransactions at launch, that's a difficult word to say uh, they didn't have those transactions at launch and then you know the embargoes got lifted the reviews came out, all the reviews came out and then about a month after the game was out obviously the servers were online and people were playing online, they then put microtransactions into the game um, so do you think we'll probably just get these later microtransactions?
1: It's possible. Um, a lot of that's going to depend, once we actually get the game out, to see if there's any kind of in-game points or currency or system that you have to get to unlock stuff. Right Now, there are levels and um, goals in levels that you can get points to upgrade your character, but I doubt that you would be able just to buy those points straight. Um, in-game purchases. My first thought is that it's going to be like extra character packs, extra songs for the playlist, things like that. Maybe extra levels.
0: Mm. Yeah. that
1: was something that got brought up a couple weeks ago. We never talked about it because it was such a non-issue. But um, somebody tweeted at the, the Cyberpunk 2077 account saying, "Well, how come it was listed as having in-game purchases uh, for that game when they said repeatedly that there's not going to be any microtransactions?" And they replied that it had to classify that because they've already got DLC planned, and technically DLC is an in-game purchase. It's just not yeah. a microtransaction. Mm. Um, so, and it, so that's my thinking because those games were those games were designed before microtransactions. So, forcing something in to do that would would cause like a major rewrite in the code.
0: Yeah. Uh, in in a way, DLC is and isn't microtransactions because you can also buy DLC without going into the game. But you can also buy it from going into the game, so it's it's both a bit. It's not the same type of microtransaction as like buying a, a life or something like that in a game. So or like points or currency or something. I'm guessing there probably will be microtransactions in um, Tony Ox Pro Skater. I think that they will be added later. I think they'll do the same thing they did with uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Um, I think it will probably be for things like you know cosmetics and then skateboards or paint. On your wheels and on your skateboard and and those sorts of things. There's there's quite a lot you could do with that. Uh, There's also things like different arenas and... I don't know. A whole bunch... uh, Maybe tricks that you can unlock that give you more points or something. There's a whole bunch of different things that they could could do with that. So we shall see what Activision decides to do. Um, Telltale, for some reason, came out... uh, I saw this tweet yesterday. They confirmed that there's no plans for a Walking Dead Season 5. If those of you remember from... Was it earlier this year? No it was the end of last year I'm pretty sure Uh, The Walking Dead season 4 did conclude uh, The first two episodes Of um, Of the fourth season were made by Telltale And then of course they shut down They're now back but under different management I think um, and then of course Skybound owned by Robert Kirkman Robert Kirkman's also the creator and the writer of The Walking Dead comic books He's got nothing to do with the show He's actually suing the TV show, it's a bit weird But um, yeah, Robert Kirkman who's uh, the head of Skybound Did actually buy the rights, not him, the company But he's in charge of the company um, Bought the rights so that they could finish the last two episodes um, Of Telltale's Walking Dead Season 4 It was marked as the final season It had a definitive ending um, but for some reason I think a lot of people were maybe asking for a season 5. Could you continue Clementine's story and whatnot? not. Um, I sent a... Not that anybody I don't know if they saw it or whatever. I sent a sort of um, reply tweet and said like. Hey I'd be happy for more like Walking Dead from Telltale. I don't want them to continue Clementine's story. Because I liked how it finished. And I wouldn't want them to sort of tarnish that. I think if Skybound were to do another... Walking Dead obviously it wouldn't be called Telltale's Walking Dead it would be called Skybound's Walking Dead uh, if they did another um, point and click adventure game or even something different um, I prefer it to be with new characters just in that world um, what, what do you think what would you like from this next I suppose if they were to do something
1: yeah I mean I wouldn't mind it I never did get around playing the last season of Walking Dead just because of that but you know if there's certainly enough room in that world to mm-hmm. do a game. Uh, you could adapt, adapt something from the comics that's not really been touched on on the TV show, and work around with that. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, I would want better graphics or at least better functioning graphics because that was getting a little chunky there at the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: uh, at least for season three that I played. So,
0: yeah, what stops you finishing the game? Did you say?
1: Oh, I just I. No, I don't buy those uh, those episodic games until the last episode's out. That way, mm-hmm. I don't have to constantly wait like a month, a month, a month. And then after like the first one, it was either the first episode or the second episode that came out is when Telltale shut down completely as a series as a company, and so that whole thing was in limbo for a while. Yeah, and I remember talking about that on one of the podcasts because you could at the time just buy the whole season and get it at the time. And so we were debating. You know, is Microsoft going to give a partial refund? Is it going to just be like a, you know, burn the money kind of thing? What's going on? And then eventually, Skybound did buy the game, the rights to the game, and finish it. So, mm-hmm. but I just never got around to playing it.
0: Oh, okay, well, the season's been out for a while so uh, for anybody else that wants to play the game the entire season is uh, out all four seasons but uh, yeah if they were to do something else with walking dead video game wise i'd prefer it to just be something new so uh, cuz clementine's story finished quite nicely or at least my version did i don't know if anybody else's finished worse or whatever but um there you go Uh, some more news that we've got continuing with that here Uh, the 3d platformer super sorry new super lucky's tale even though whatever uh, is headed to playstation 4 it's currently available on xbox one i don't know 100 percent for sure if it's on pc but i think it is it's also on game pass and all that so i'm assuming it is because you've got game pass ultimate so you can play it on pc So, I'm assuming that that's in there as well. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Uh, The game's also available on, um... Excuse me, on Nintendo Switch. Uh, I played some of this game. I played the quote-unquote new Super Lucky's Tale game on uh, Nintendo Switch. I enjoyed it for quite a while and then just fell off of it. Um... I just... I don't know. It just... I just... You know when you just fall off of something? When you're sort of, I don't know, playing it or whatever? Um... It's a good platformer game. There's just ones that are a lot better. I mean, you've got you know Mario, you've got Spyro, you've got Sly Cooper, you've got Crash Bandicoot, you've got Jack and Dexter, Ratchet and Clank. I think most of those are better than Super Lucky's Tale. Super Lucky's Tale's good. If if you're you know want another, if you've done all those platformer games and you want more, it's one I'd recommend after all those. But I think that there's just, especially if you're on Switch, you know, you got Super Mario Odyssey, which is a which is a better game. You do have the Crash Bandicoot trilogy, you do have the Spyro trilogy. You can go and play those um so yeah that would just be my recommendation um what do you think of this heading to uh ps4
1: yeah i mean like i've said before i can understand the concept of exclusives but for a company that does make mostly third party games it didn't seem like there was any real reason for it to be delayed Mm. as an exclusive on one console over the other yeah um and people get really weird about that there was a lot of people that were really upset that uh um Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a PC release or was already out. Um yeah. I just don't get that.
0: Yeah, the thing the weird thing is with that just to touch on that quickly. The game's been out for 3 years. If you were desperate to play Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4, you've probably already done that. That's a 27 yeah, 2017 game cuz yeah, it came out March. 2017 alongside the Switch, not on the Switch obviously, but the same month as the Switch and Breath of the Wild, because there's obviously a lot of comparisons between the two, so yeah, if you're that bothered about Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4, you could probably have played it by now, uh, I don't know, some people have reasons they can't play games and that, but um, yeah, it's it's been on there for a while, but uh, yeah, Super Lucky's Tale, if you've got a PS4 only, uh, it will be arriving soon, so have a look out for that, but I would recommend other games first, so... Uh, Call of Duty uh, is a game I regularly play of course and I talk about On the podcast quite a lot Um, It's got another update because that's what I love Is when this game gets an update and it takes Like 12 to 16 hours To install and I'm not exaggerating Uh, But nonetheless Call of Duty Has got a patch and makes um, Warzone's Gulag Um, fully automatic. Uh, For those of you that don't know what the Gulag is, uh, essentially in the the new Warzone game, which is the uh, Battle Royale basically for Call of Duty, when you get killed in the Battle Royale, you get thrown into the Gulag. It's basically this, like, really, really big shower room sort of thing. It's kind of weird to explain, uh, but it's in, like, a prison shower. Yeah, it's like a big prison shower kind of thing. Uh, You get thrown into there, you get, get thrown into a 1v1, and essentially... It's as simple as if you kill the other guy, you get put back into the map. If you die, you have to then leave. Um, there's the other rule, which is if time starts going on and you haven't killed each other, um, you can then run to the flag, which is directly in the middle. And then if you capture the flag for long enough or whatever, you can get sent through to the map. It's basically the game's way of giving you a second chance. But once you, if you win that, either through killing the other player or getting the flag, if you then die again when you're in the big actual main Warzone map you do then get sent back out of it. It's basically like a second chance kind of thing but uh, nonetheless uh, apparently late on Monday night we are recording this on a Tuesday of of course uh, so the the update has been available. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone and Modern Warfare got a new patch. Uh, This is from Polygon by the way just to reference the source. Uh, Both games we uh, saw playlist updates with Warzone seeing a uh, buff to its Gulag weapons and Modern Warfare getting two new multiplayer maps for a complete list Uh, Here's the patch notes. Scroll down. In Warzone, Infinity Ward has replaced all of the Gulag weapons with automatics. Instead of pistols and revolvers, uh, players will randomly receive one of six assault rifles or four SMGs. Uh, This should make the Gulag fights more electric, uh, especially as fans use weapons they're more familiar with. Hey, some people use double pistols and stuff. I've started to use it now. Um, Warzone has... sorry warzone also has some new playlists the battle royale mode offers solos trios and quads quads is yeah fours isn't it so yeah solos just you trios obviously you and two other people and then quads you and three other people Uh, while plunder has blood money um, quads a new armor box can refill the entire team's armor that's quite useful Uh, and most wanted contracts are back after some serious community complaints Modern Warfare has uh, two new maps. Um, Isle 9 is a new map specifically for gunfight. I don't really play gunfight. And Hard Hat is available in general multiplayer modes. Modern Warfare's Spec Ops mode also has a new modified version. I don't know anybody that plays Spec Ops, but it's out there nonetheless. This new mode can change enemy behavior, like making them more aggressive or immune to... All damage um, other than headshots. That sounds interesting. Modern Warfare also has some playlist updates. Realism Mosh Pit with NVG, Night Vision Goggles, is here. As is Reinforced Ground War, Core Ground War, and Blueprint Gunfight. Um, players interested in testing the new maps can check out Isle 9, Face Off Mosh Pit, um, and Hard Hat 24 uh, 7. The patch also comes with a list of huge general changes which you can read below. So what's new? Call of Duty Endowment Fearless pack is now available, new gunfight map called Isle 9, uh, new multiplayer map called Hard Hat. That's one of Call of Duty 4's multiplayer maps which I remember so I'm 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 looking forward to uh, going back into that. Um, It's been, obviously, years since i played on that map. Um, Modified Special Ops. uh, Replay existing operations with a twist. Some enemies. um, Yeah, the headshot thing it's got here. And, yeah, it just has a more broken down version of those things. Um, To me, I just wish I could uninstall Warzone. Because you shouldn't have to have that installed to play multiplayer. Because it isn't even part of it. Um, That's one thing that really kind of bugs me. Because... As my call of duty updates and stuff part of the you know memory for for doing that is installing warzone, which I just don't want because i don't use it um i I played it once the other day just because one of my friends wanted me to join in with it and i just i still don't like it so uh, I just wish I could uninstall that as part of the game because then I could have just more space on my p s four which would be good um I'm interested in um hard hat being added that was a, like i said a modern warfare map but um Other than that, I'm interested to see what this new map looks like. I haven't seen any of it, and, um, like I said, I don't play Warzone, so the changes to Gulag won't really affect me, because I won't be in that game mode, but, um, any thoughts on these updates? Well,
1: I mean, new maps are always good. Mm -hmm. It's always a good thing if you get more of what you like. I've said repeatedly on the show that I'm not a first-person shooter guy, so it's not really going to affect me a whole lot, so it's not anything that I have or need to do. Mm -hmm. Um... Technically, I think you can have Warzone because I downloaded it to try it. I own uh, the the main game. I just download the uh, the the Warzone part separately. But I don't know if that's just exclusive to Xbox or a separate function, or if there's just some weird setup that you can do to where you only uninstall uh, the main game.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you can have um, Warzone for free, uh, but you can't have the. Call of Duty multiplayer what I'm talking about is I want to have it installed so that I've got the campaign and the multiplayer but no Warzone and no spec ops so that when I update the game I would have less to install and therefore have more space on my PS4 so I get what you're saying but what what you're talking about is you can have Warzone installed completely separately as its own thing so um, yeah nonetheless I'm interested to see these two maps one returning map and one uh, completely new map so um, that should be good as well so, yeah, that's your Call of Duty updates. I don't know how big the game is now, but obviously that does make it a little bit bigger, and it was already really big before. So, you've got that as well. So uh, that's all of my news. What did you want to talk about? Oh, oh well, sorry, first, sorry, one thing we I missed it at the top of my notes: the uh, Ghost of Tsushima, um, gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should probably talk about that. Um, what did you think of the twenty odd minutes that we saw on um, Thursday? Yeah, on Thursday, last week. Well,
1: first off, I think it looks stunningly beautiful. It Mm -hmm. is a gorgeous game. We didn't get a whole lot of story, which I was kind of hoping that we would get, um, because it does involve a Mongol invasion of Japan, which I kind of vaguely-ish remember from a history class I took in uh, college a long time ago. That's way longer ago than I like to think about. (laughs) Uh, Um... But the only thing that was talked about of note is that there was was multiple attempts. And both times the the fleets that got sent over from China to Japan got uh, wiped out in uh, tsunamis. So I guess they're going with the slightly alternate history to where those ships did successfully land, thus the Mongols being on Japan. Um, So yeah, at least we got a little bit of context for what you're doing. Um, I really, really liked that whole um, showing you which way to go by the blowing winds thing. I thought that was very clever, because that's a way you can give direction to the players without breaking immersion of like a giant blue line to go this direction or that direction. (laughs) Um, We did see a little bit of tactical gameplay, either doing the straight-up samurai mode or going into stealth mode. So that was pretty cool. Um, I I would have liked... A little bit of story elements and I can, I can understand wanting to keep it under wraps especially after what happened with the last of us part two yeah yeah but just a little concept uh context outside of uh, mongols are in japan and they shouldn't be would have been nice
0: mm-hmm. yeah um i agree with pretty much everything that you've said i think i'm one of the very few people that I don't dislike the, I'll say the waypoint system for lack of a better word, the the way to show you to get to your next thing. I don't mind it, it's not my favourite um, favorite sort of choice rather. Um, who knows, maybe I play the game and it really kind of clicks in ter- just in terms of the travel system basically or the waypoint system. Um, but I remember when I sort of first heard that, and I think we talked about that two weeks ago. Um, That, like, the wind would guide you and some people point you in the right direction. And there's there's other things going on. I'm just not sure about how clean that's going to be in the game but then again you know i haven't played the game i haven't seen what it's what it's going to be like we'll find out in two months but uh that was that was the only thing i wasn't i'm not even going to say unimpressed that was the only thing i wasn't sure about from the gameplay demo is in terms of uh like the wind showing you where to go and that sort of stuff but yeah I, i could be wrong it could be good and i'd be i'd be very happy to be wrong about that um a lot of people have come out and basically said this looks like a japanese assassin's creed and i have two points to that first of all i agree it does and second of all i'm completely fine with that i'm i'm actually quite happy if that's the case if this can take influence from the better sides of assassin's creed because there's some worse sides of assassin's creed that i've talked about before um if it can take sort of some some of the better notes from assassin's creed and not copy them but adapt them in a certain way i'm all for that because i think for a, a sword fighting sort of assassin type game i know it's not assassin's creed it's ghost of tsushima but if it can take those sorts of no- notes and uh, adapt it in its own way i think that could be really good uh, i'm looking forward to another sword fighting game as well now that's kind of a basic thing to say but we don't have a ton of them i mean outside of what the dark souls games which are just too difficult uh the Blood- bloodborne which is again too difficult you've got sekiro which is slightly easier but i never finished it you've got technically Assassin's
1: technically the star wars game
0: yeah, yeah. Order. that that was the the, the <clears throat> easier one out of all those, I suppose. Um, you got yeah the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, you got Sekiro. You've got what Assassin's Creed. Ninja Gaiden hasn't come out for years. Um, outside of that, like I'm I'm happy for a new um entry for this uh, type of genre to, to come out. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I I agree with you as well. And uh, I'll I'll just kind of follow this up with what I was saying last week about like how. It's essentially graphics don't don't matter to me anywhere near as much as gameplay features gameplay improvements gameplay quality and interactivity if you can I'll, I'll i said this last week and I'll I'll say it for this specific game if you can make a game that both looks great and plays great at the same time that's, that's a, an added bonus but um i do think things like gameplay and innovation and interactivity should be put above um graphics because to me that's what matters more in games but yeah like you said this this game looks beautiful it looks great and um you know if it can deliver that but deliver some great gameplay as well i'm uh i'm all for it so yeah i'm I'm excited for this game what's your uh overall excitement level for the game
1: i'm slightly excited i'm not going to pre-order it get it at launch um, <clears throat> i kind of quit doing that um and actually fittingly um, when we talked last week about the mass effect uh the remaster that's probably going to happen. It was Andromeda crashing so p- hard that caused me to stop pre-ordering games again. Um, mm. And I only broke that uh, when they start, had up the pre-orders for uh, Cyberpunk, just because City Project Red's got the reputation to where I'm not concerned about it being bad or broken or buggy at launch. Uh, but yeah, I'll let you know it'll launch. Let the reviews come out. See what. It, you know, how it goes, and
0: then more than likely I'll probably pick up like a Black Friday sale of it. Cool, cool. I'm probably gonna do what I normally do, rent it, play it, finish it, send it back, which really does make me sound like I just throw games in the bin once I'm finished with them, but, I mean, that's part of the rental thing. You play the game, you send it back after you've finished it, or before you finished it. Depends on what the game it is, and uh, just go from there. So, um... Yeah, there we go with uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, do you think we'll see much more of this game before it launches? Maybe like one more trailer or something?
1: Probably not. I mean, they might have like a trailer that's cut up from what they showed at the um, the conference. So they might have like a story trailer, which I would actually want to watch, mm. um, to talk more about your character, your backstory, things like that. But we learned so little of the character outside of his name, and I can't even remember if we already knew that or not. Yeah. Um But probably not. I mean, it's we're recording on May 19th, so it's not like the game's coming out six months from now.
0: Right, right, yeah. I think we'll probably get, like, one more story trailer or sort of launch trailer, and and that'll be it. Because Last of Us has had its sort of last trailer, I think, uh, and that's out in a month, so... There we go. Um yes, lots lots looks look forward to. Uh Lost of Us Two, Ghosts of Tsushima and um some other stuff. You know, Cyberpunk will be here before we know it and uh so will some other games as well. Um what do you want to talk about this week?
1: Uh well Phil Spencer gave an interview to uh, Business Insider the other day, talking about all things video games as he does. Mm-hmm. Um and he did pretty much conf- that we're going to see delays in video games well into next year. He said, the early summer, early fall, I feel pretty good about those games coming out close to or on target. Games that were targeted for a year or now beyond, there will be uh, some impact, but hopefully some games will be able to react. More specifically, he points out to certain things that you just can't do remotely. Uh, Motion capture is something that's basically stopped in the industry, we're not going into mocap studios. If you had all your animation captured and you're doing touch-ups in more individual art production and areas like that, textures, other things, you're in a slightly better position. If you're waiting for a lot of either large, large audio work with symphonies, voice acting, things like that, you're also held up as well. Uh, speaking from the Microsoft's perspective, first party, um, we have already seen the games have to adapt to that. Uh, Guild Wars 2 developer arena that confirmed that the next update won't feature any voice dialogues. Because obviously you can't get into the voice studio to record it. Which that's the one that I don't understand. Because you literally have two people in physically separated rooms. I don't understand how you could not do voice capture. Mocap, yeah. you got like 10, 12 people all gathered around. That makes sense, but the voice capture, you're literally in a closet and somebody else is in a slightly bigger closet. It's really easy to maintain that distance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember when um Nikki Rapp talked to me, uh, last because she did some uh voice stuff obviously for uh, Walking Dead, Sims and uh Psychonauts as well. She didn't do any uh motion capture stuff. And uh she basically said to me she was she was in ...studio rooms and stuff... ...pretty much on her own for the most point... ...I think I think she said that there were some points... ...where uh, either Dave Fennoy... ...who voiced Lee and uh, Melissa Hutchinson... ...yeah Melissa Hutchinson who voiced uh, Clementine... ...she would like occasionally see them... ...or if they needed to do a scene together... ...she would sort of sometimes be there with other people... ...but that was you know... ...that's not a need necessarily... ...it was just you know what they could do at the time... Um, ...and she actually said with The Sims 4... ...not The Sims 4 sorry... ...one of The Sims games that she worked on... um, it was her literally on um, on her own in a room, so yeah you could you could definitely do that sort of stuff, I mean in terms of you know obviously this is to do with the virus and how things are gonna affect things, it's gonna delay everything and it? it will delay everything um you know, games have already been delayed t v shows literally can't film at the moment, uh certain films have been delayed, cinemas aren't even open, so you can't i mean films that are actually finished, so like I don't know Mulan live action version, quiet place two James Bond that film. Uh, And some other, like, New Mutants and some other things. Um, They're all ready to go, but obviously they can't release at the moment because uh, the place isn't open for them to be seen. Um, So, yeah, it probably will delay certain games as well. Um, I do agree that, um, you know, some games you can just do a bit more simpler sort of voice acting on your own and that sort of thing. And obviously... Those things can be uh, animated and edited uh, from homes and things like that, which is where obviously everybody's well, most people are working from at the moment. But um yeah, it it makes sense, you know. once we see once we start seeing um these delays come through it will affect probably some later games as well. So yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean he's
1: just being honest, and that's one of the yeah. things I've liked about him. I mean, he's not being, you know, Doomsayer, pessimistic, things like that. He's just he lays out a very logical, you know, cause effect, cause effect thing, and he's right that, you know, sooner or later we will bounce back for it. Um, obviously different areas are gonna bounce back faster than others depending on what they do and how they do things. Uh so some things are gonna get slowed down, some things are inevitably gonna get delayed, but it's not like video games haven't been delayed before. Mm. I mean, it's practically part of the course anymore that whatever the initial launch date is you can pretty much make you can bet that it's not going to be that date
0: yeah yeah
1: it'll be pretty much anything but that date
0: mm. so um yeah and just speaking on phil spencer himself like even though i do you know prefer playstation at the moment he's still doing an excellent excellent job at uh at microsoft if you look back on look back on that 2013 xbox with Dot, was it don matrick I think, was was ahead of Xbox. Uh, That's uh, a much, much different branded Xbox to what we have now. Uh, I mean, we didn't even have Game Pass and, and whatnot back then. It was more of just a TV box that could play games and switch between apps and stuff, which it can still do, but, you know, we have things like Game Pass and uh, other stuff, so yeah, even though I do prefer PlayStation and their exclusives and that kind of ecosystem, um, I still acknowledge very much that Phil Spencer's doing a really, really great job at the moment, so um, yeah, keep it up, I suppose. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, for those
1: people that uh, do VR games and play through Half-Life Alex, uh, you have you now have a More ways to play with them Um, even though uh, you know I'm not a VR player Um, there is now the official Steam workshop support and official modding tools Um, the first mod that got made and put up on the store was actually a playable version of Alex without VR Hmm. um, which I'm not quite sure how you do that And the article that I'm reading from uh, PC Gamer Magazine just talks about the different uh, editors that you can do. So this is a full suite. You've got uh, um, visual editor, material editor, particle editor, subrect editor, which uh, is used for making small texture sheets known as hotspots, source filmmaker editor. So this is a full thing. So if you're big into uh, modding games and you liked uh, this game, now is your perfect chance to just jump on into it.
0: Cool. Um, I mean, I've heard. Uh, I think I said this before. Uh, I've heard the Minmax crew, which is the former in, uh, game former former um, employees, and that uh, Ben Hanson uh, and some other ones as well. In Inram Calm In Inram Calm, uh is uh, part of that as well. They they talked about um, Half Life Alex a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, and uh, I w- I was intrigued in the game given what. Um, I think it was Kyle Hilliard who was talking about it on the podcast. It might have been somebody else, but I think it was him. They uh, all talked about it specifically, but he um, talked about it as well. Um, and it sounded like a really great game. I, I actually got quite interested in it. Obviously, it's only on is it Valve at the moment. Am I getting that right? Uh, Platform? Yeah. Why yeah, is it? It's on there at the moment. I'd love it to come to uh, PSVR, but we'll see if that ever happens uh, obviously i've not played any of the other half-life ge- Half Life games so maybe i would need to in terms of story or whatnot but this is actually a prequel to one of them so i don't know but uh it it piqued my interest nonetheless so um yeah it's it's certainly one that i'm interested in playing uh, i hope it does come to psvr eventually um but in the meantime i've got two other games to uh look forward to for vr which is iron man vr and uh the darth Ma- darth vader immortal which i talked about uh last week so
1: Yeah, Yeah, I really, really don't think that it's going to come to PSVR just because Valve is owned by Steam or Steam Mm. is owned by Valve and vice versa. And they don't take Microsoft's approach to just let everybody game.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's unlikely, but you never know what might happen. So, there we go. Uh, What else do you want to talk about today?
1: Well, speaking of Microsoft, the uh, Mojang, the company that created Minecraft, had some major things happen this week. Uh, first off, it is being rebranded slightly in the stores. Instead of just being Mojang, it's now Mojang Studios. Uh, the new logo is made up of a bunch of little gadgets called Mojangs. And the trailer that they launched shows all these different things, twisting and turning around to spell the name of the new Mojang Studios. Uh, This is because it's not just, you know, two dudes in a basement cranking out Minecraft. Hmm. It's uh, a full studio suite on several continents, and so they felt that the uh, renaming was fitting. Uh, This came earlier this week because uh, the Mojang celebrated its 11th anniversary, the first version of the game having been released back in 2009, and also um, celebrated an unprecedented... uh, milestone 200 million copies of uh, minecraft have been sold worldwide Whoa.
0: that's yeah that's wild yeah that's that's crazy i know the game's been out for a long time but that's don't don't us- underestimate that for numbers <laughs> well yeah i mean yeah. it's on it's on mpd month in month out whether it's number five or number 10 or number 15 out of the 20 or whatever's on there these days um it's continued to be on there month after month after month for as long for as long as i can remember um just want to say as well congratulations to the team on 11 years that's a very long time Uh, it's been obviously a very successful 11 years um you know like i kind of said earlier with doom eternal i recognize minecraft as a a good game it's got its particular audience i mean it wouldn't have been getting updated this this long if it wasn't successful like let's Mm. be honest It, it wouldn't have sold did you say 200 million
1: over two
0: hundred million, yeah. That's 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 astounding. Um, it wouldn't have sold near anywhere near that amount if it wasn't a good game. Um, so, like I said, uh, like I just sort of said, you know, it's not a game I particularly play. I, I've you know I've tried out Minecraft just to see what it was sort of all about and that, but uh, I'm not really into them particular building games necessarily. Uh, I know it's had some different versions and and whatnot, but um, yeah, this is still a really really huge success, and uh, they deserve um, all the credit that they 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 can get. So Yeah, yeah and there's a
1: reason why uh, Microsoft bought them a few years back for three billion dollars because they yeah. recognize the value of it. Um yeah. and it's still going strong and I think the Switch version is out and I know you can still play so. it on PS4, so yeah.
0: um
1: Microsoft is like, No, we're not locking this down to our platform. Play it, have fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um what's the thing I was gonna I was gonna say something else? Um, But, yeah, even though Minecraft is recognized as more of a, like, kids, family-friendly game, hasn't stopped it being successful. So, there you go. Because some people, like, oh, you know, you're you're a Minecraft kid player or whatever, or some sort of stupid insult that someone would tell you online. But, hey, they're insulting a very, very successful video game. So, um, you can't knock it for that. So, congratulations to everybody involved. So... There you go. I mean, what would... Put, I think I've kind of said this before. I think I said this about... Um, was it Grounded? The uh, game with the little people? Yeah. That, 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 that they showed off again recently. If you, if you take a game like that where, sure, I'd be willing to do all the building stuff and that, but for the story, I want an end game, and Minecraft doesn't have one. Because I want to do all that building, not just to say like, hey, here's my village or whatever, come and visit it, or whatever I've created. I want to... Have that build to something different. I understand people like to play it and they like to build certain things and show them off on their streams or on social media and whatnot. That stuff's all great, um, but uh, that's that's not a reason that appeals to me to play it necessarily, if that makes sense. So, uh, but nonetheless, it's, it is successful and uh, wish them all the best, and we'll see what they come out with in the future. So I'm I'm sure the game will be ported to you know Series X, or it won't even need to be ported to Series X, will it? Because it will just be Backwards-compatible, I assume. Um, and, uh, but it'll probably need to be put on PS5 in some way, show, or form. So um, we shall see. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well,
1: um, this is some good news for people that are fans of PES, um, the you know Pro Evolution soccer game. Uh, back in April, there was supposed to be a, a DLC for the UEFA 2020 tournament, but that uh, was uh, not happening because of the COVID thing and the tournament itself never did happen, but they announced earlier uh, yesterday that the EUFA Euro 2020 DLC in June would be launched and it's going to be a free DLC. Uh, The DLC is going to include all 55 UEFA national teams, squad rosters and existing kits. Uh, The official UEFA Euro 2020 tournament mode will be added as planned. Um, they're going to be uh, adding in Wembley and St. Petersburg stadiums. Uh, the official UEFA Euro 2020 group match, uh, group stage match ball will be available at launch. And all UEFA Euro 2020 player features, themes, match days, and other in games event are still planned, but might be changed because of changes and everything else going on. Mm hmm. Uh, this is going to be released in June, so in... It doesn't say which day in June, it just says June, so... Uh, it's going to be part of Data Pack 7 for uh, PS4, Xbox One, and Steam. So, if you're a fan of the game and you play the game, then, hey, something was supposed to happen, now you're getting for free.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the uh, it's UEFA Euros that uh, Robert is talking about here, which would have been this year's uh, international competition... Um, obviously, it's not taking place because sport can't happen unless you're in Germany. The German, the the, the German Bundesliga is still going on. By it's returned recently, but that's obviously because Germany's got themselves to what they judge as as a stable uh, state of living, I suppose. Um, but yeah, obviously, won't be happening this year. Uh, it did actually get postponed until next year. The actual real event itself. Uh, I mean, the Premier League can't even continue at the moment. It was announced today that. Uh, Six players from three different clubs. It wasn't announced which clubs. Uh, they've been tested positive for the virus. So there's... Yeah, Premier League football ain't coming back anytime soon. Um, but aside from that, you know... Konami giving out some free DLC. Look at that. It's... Uh, you know, sometimes unexpected things do happen in the world. Uh, doesn't mean that Metal Gear, Castlevania or Silent Hill are coming back. But, uh, you know, you can play the UEFA Euro uh, 2020 on um, PES. Uh, you know, I did play the uh, one season of the uh well it was called master league but i played it in coach mode uh i played the one season did all right on it and uh pretty much stopped playing it after that but uh, if it's a game that you play regularly uh, you can get this for free you can do your own obviously uh euro 2020 thing and uh yeah at the end of the day it's a free edition it will give you a new game mode to, to sort of play or a new sort of competition and um yeah can go from there. I wonder if you can. I'm guessing you probably can. You can probably do that mode in uh, in coach mode. So, because I think you can. Pro- if you can do that in the master league, you, you can probably do that in uh, a kickoff type mode as well. So, uh, I wonder. It doesn't if specifically know... say
1: in the article, so that would be something that you'd have to look at. Yeah.
0: For yeah. Um,
1: you know
0: but whether yeah, or not
1: you can or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, I wonder if they'll add it to the uh, Master League itself as well. Because basically, once once the season's finished in May, which obviously they won't this year, they'll finish either later or be vo- or be uh, avoided. Um, it, w- it was supposed to be like a June uh, competition, which ran through to probably some point in July, then the transfer window opened. So uh, yeah, I wonder if they'll add it to the Master League as well. So we shall see. But uh, there you go. If you want that, so you can play that as well uh what else have you got to talk about today well
1: the last thing thing that i have to talk about is uh game sales unsurprisingly with everybody staying home game sales have been up quite a bit Uh, according to this uh, article that i'm reading off of cnet uh, for just the us gamers in the first quarter 9.58 billion dollars was spent just on games which is up 11 percent from a year ago Um, It was a total of almost $11 billion uh, on computer games, hardware, and accessories. Uh, And that's up 9% from the same quarter last year. Uh, Some of the big drivers to that are some obvious ones on there, uh, Animal Crossing New Dawn, Doom Eternal, um, and then some unsurprising ones, but sort of also surprising, Fortnite, GTA V, and Minecraft. Uh, Obviously, since we're all staying home, we all got... Nothing to do but play video games, so the fact that it's up is not a surprise. I am a little bit surprised that it's up as much as it is, but hey, you know, it's a thing, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, play games, watch TV, watch films, and make classic reviews, podcasts, so... Uh, but no, it's not surprising, you know, you can get games digitally, obviously you can get films and TV digitally through streaming services, rentals, etc, etc. But, uh, in terms of the game side of things, it makes sense that the digital storefront would get a few more sales, especially games that are free, you know, things like Fortnite that you mentioned. Um, but at, at, at this point with Fortnite, I'm assuming that you're either, you know, if you're playing it, you're kind of playing it, unless you're sort of dipping in for the first time maybe, or you're returning to the game. Uh, but given that, uh, yeah, all game stores are, yeah, they should, they should be closed, if not, uh, they are closed. Um, but you can still order games from places like Amazon, if you want to get games digitally still, you can do that on the PlayStation Store, Switch Store, all of them. So, uh, definitely makes sense, uh, and there's been a few different sales we've seen, um, going on and stuff. Just a quick note, by the way, if you want to keep track of sales and things like that, um chase on the next to nothing podcast they do that on a uh, weekly basis so if you want to know what games are on sale uh, i think for xbox pc i can't remember if they do switch but they do uh cover steam as well so if you want to know about any deals uh, search for the next to nothing podcast and uh, you'll be able to find that as well so th- there'll be a new episode today by the way so uh check that out when that's available uh for all, your, all of your um sales needs and things like that but um yeah it makes sense to me to, to me how do you feel about this
1: yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me as well. Um, I mean, there's other ways to buy games than Amazon. I know the uh, the GameStop stores, which have many, many problems, um, still do contactless order. You have to order off the website and then go pick it up. Obviously, you got to show a receipt and things like that, and then you've got to step back, they'll open the door, put it out, and do that. Uh, same thing with most of the big box retailers like Best Buy. Uh, Walmart, because those stores usually are both... Um, grocery store and you know other kind of store which does have essential stuff on it. You can pretty much just walk down the aisle and get a, a game anytime you want, assuming it's it in stock. And I I don't think they'll probably buy one just because there's so much hardware they have to buy to go with it, but I still check to see if the switches are back in stock yet and they are not. Occasionally you'll see like a random light pop up every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh but that's about it.
0: Yeah, just don't use those joy because 'cause they're really bad. <laughs> And uh, they still have, uh, just as IGN discussed recently, they still have Joy-Con drift after three years. So, there you go. But you use either, either mm. get like a, a cheap 15-pound adapter for your PS4 controller or BiPro controller or some other sort of Joy-Con things. But, um, there you go. So, um, yeah, makes sense. So, uh, did you say that was the last thing you had to discuss?
1: Yeah, that's the last thing I had to discuss.
0: Cool. Uh, let's move into some emails and some feedback If you have any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments Either about video games or anything related to Entertainment Talk Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org Twitter eTalkUK There's a contact page and information in your show notes Jonathan A couple of quick questions about podcasting Do you guys ever drink? What do you use to edit? And do you still get nervous on podcasts? Uh, first of all, yes, I do drink on some podcasts Not on all of them I happen to be drinking on this particular one Um but uh that's so that's that question. um, what do you use to edit? I use the i three skype recorder to record the podcast, and then basically once I've pressed stop and gone to edit the episodes, I import that m p. three It's actually a wave file but i i convert it to an m p three file because uh, it's smaller, basically a lot lot smaller um I then convert that into a file which I edit in audacity and then edit it from there once it's done export it, name it, and then upload that file to the post on the website, and then basically publish that, so that's that question, Uh, do you still get nervous on podcasts, I I still do I've done well over a thousand podcasts at this point, I should probably keep track of how many I've done Um, but uh, I know it's over a thousand, it must be getting close to I don't know, one thousand five hundred, two thousand maybe at this point. But um I still do. It, it it definitely depends on what we're talking about. Obviously we've covered a various various different range of things over the four years and that. Uh, you know, T V games, films, discussion podcasts, other topics, uh, football games, things like that. Uh, but I, I do still get nervous. Sometimes it yeah, it just depends, you know, what mood I'm in, what I'm talking about, how I feel about what I'm talking about. Because um, you you got there's two different things that I find fun to do. One is where like you really really enjoy. A game a film or like a football match or whatever. And you can go in there and you can just praise it. And then you can you know pick out the little things. That were wrong with whatever particular thing that was. Um But then just it's, it's quite easy to give praise. Like that because you could just think of all the things. That that particular game show film or whatever. Did right and you could just talk about those. The other one is where. It, it's a bit of a different thing to do. It's one where like. Something I've watched or seen or played, I know that I feel that the thing is bad one one I'll give you a recent example uh Titans a lot of people had sort of mixed feelings on the second season that I really didn't like the second season. It had certain particular qualities to it, but overall, I thought it was pretty bad um but I could go in there and confidently kind of say what was wrong with it, and I could art- articulate like why I sort of felt that way. but um, let's go on to your answers. Do you have ever drink on the podcast, Robert?
1: Oh, I always have a bottle of water next to me. Um, I keep it muted. I mute my mic whenever I have to take a drink, um, just because sometimes I'll... And I, I think that's an American thing, where I have a lot of ice in the water, because I like it like super, super cold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, occasionally, depending on if I'm like, on another podcast, and it's a, a little later at night, I might have an adult beverage instead of a drink. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're talking a lot, so you got to have something to wet the old whistle, as it were. Oh, definitely. Uh, as for nervous, um, only if it's my first time being a guest on a podcast where I've never been on a podcast with that host before. Like uh, when I was on with uh, Geek Town doing that uh, Good Omens review, that was the first time the two of us had done that together by ourselves. So I was a little nervous on that. Mm-hmm. But you get into a flow real easy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It just depends on. What what do you have in your mind that you want to say, and how confident do you feel about saying that particular thing? And mm-hmm. h- how how also comfortable are you with actually saying that particular thing as well? So uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm see I'm more of like an off the cuff, off the fly kind of a guy because I'll have like for this I'll have the articles up, which I'll know about, but I won't really have like specific things to hit outside of specific information I'm convey outside the article itself because I'll. I'll talk about it, and then you'll say something, and then I can bounce off of that, and you can bounce off of that, and back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually I find more enjoyable than you know just straight up wrote, reading paragraphs and articles and stuff.
0: Yeah, I'll say this as well There's been certain episodes of TV that I've covered And I'm not joking when I say this I've had the laptop like on ready to go I knew I was going to podcast as soon as I finished There's been certain times right Where I've watched an episode of TV The moment the credits pop up I can turn that thing off Come straight in this room Because I podcast in a different room To where I play and watch games and all that sort of thing I can literally turn that thing off From once it's in the credits As long as it's got no post credit scene or whatever Literally come out my room Go straight into this room hit record and I can just talk for like 20 30 maybe maybe 40 minutes depending on what it is. Uh, I can't do that with everything necessarily. Sometimes I'll go and do a little something else um and kind of think about what I'm what I'm talking about a little bit, but uh it, it again like I said it re- to me anyway it really really depends on what I'm talking about and uh, how I feel about that particular thing. So Uh, There we go, Uh, Tina says Hey guys, don't mean to sound like a whiny bitch But it was interesting a few weeks ago Hearing Matt talk about how certain women are talked to During Call of Duty As this happens to me, do you have any advice? Uh, One of my first pieces of advice is If it's putting you off from playing the game Which you shouldn't let that happen to you If you're enjoying the game, you shouldn't let anyone sort of stop you from playing it uh one of the things you could do obviously is uh if they if that person gets too like over the top and i know what you're talking about because i've i've heard those people and they don't shut up um just i I guess just mute them or whatever um don't don't try and get yourself into a situation where you're just arguing back and forth because they'll just keep coming out with new points and they they just won't stop talking and uh yeah that's that's one thing you could obviously do the other thing is like i don't know if you, if you do manage to like beat those players or whatever just sort of i don't know you can maybe use that or whatever but uh yeah sometimes with certain guys unfortunately um no matter what you say to them they won't be quiet so it's just the case that you gotta mute them unfortunately but uh you know if you mute them and then you can continue to enjoy the game and you won't hear a word that they're saying then uh, I think that's a good option as well. Um, it's really disgusting, some of the things that men say to women still on these games, but it's still a thing that happens. So, uh, what do you think of this particular situation, Robert?
1: Well, first off, um, you're not a whiny bitch. You, every person has the right to be treated and talked to respectfully, so yeah. don't even think about that. Um, I'm not really one to speak of on this game, because I generally don't play games where voice chat is, a requirement um like i'll play online games but i won't have my mic on unless i'm in a game with somebody that i already know and the voice chat is required it's like i did just to play it for the sake of playing it i did Fortnite, and i did uh, apex and i did uh warzone never had my mic plugged in at any point um and yeah find them if you if you can be better than them um, if they continue to it, just knew them, and if they go past that, pass out of the game, just report them.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really yeah. all you can do. Yeah, but if you didn't know, Tina, you can, I'm sure you do know this, but uh, if you go, if you, once you finish the game, if you go into recent players, you press, for me it's triangle on Xbox, it would be Y, uh, go to recent players, you can actually report those players, and I have reported players before, because it's just like, okay, you you need to be reported for what you've what you've done. Uh, I don't know if that goes anywhere particularly. It basically just says thanks for your feedback, and then you just click OK. Uh, it doesn't say, like, this player has been banned or something. You never really find out. But, uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy the game. Hey, if you want to join my uh, team that we I kind of play with sometimes. I play with different players, so it's not not necessarily one team. But uh, I'd be very happy to uh, play the game with you as well. Hopefully I don't mess things up because we can all do that at certain points. Uh, I'm talking about, like, performance-wise on the game because uh, yeah. it can vary, of course.
1: And unfortunately, that's not anything even remotely close to new. Um, on the original mm-hmm. Xbox, one of the first live games was Mech Assault, which is a, a MechWarrior uh, mm-hmm. game. And one of the first online matches I did with that, a guy was constantly screaming, uh, let's just say a, a more explicit and aggressive version of uh, non-consensual buggery. Okay. Only he was much more aggressive with it. And much more specific with it. Um, yeah, and that was. God, I was in that apartment, so that would had to have been pre 2005. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, because I, I remember so.
1: which apartment I was in when that happened, and I moved out of that apartment in 2005, so it, it would have had to have been sometime before that. And this was. The percentage of female gamers was much lower than it is now, so this was not directed. Based off of gender, this was just an a hole being an a hole for the sake of being an a hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but past that, like I said, I tend not to play those games that require that. So outside of like the standard stuff that you, you can hear from pretty much anybody, I really wouldn't be able to give you that much great advice on it. So
0: cool. But um, yeah, like we've given some advice and stuff. Hopefully that helps you. If it doesn't, uh, please do feel free to write back in. You're more than welcome to do so. So uh, there's that as well Uh, Ben says it's interesting hearing Matt talk about clickbait recently What are some of the worst examples you have both seen And any gaming specific ones Um Oddly I don't see a lot of gaming specific clickbait A lot of it is to do with DC stuff Like hey Henry Cavill's coming back Hey the Snyder Cut's coming out Hey Ben Affleck's coming back as Batman And I'm just like shut up Um I've I've seen I've seen some. There's difference between bad and plain like stupid examples. One um, clickbait article that I saw I think last year was about the villains for Spider-Man Four. Now bear in mind I've said Spider-Man Four and the upcoming film is Spider-Man Three. So first yeah. of all they didn't even get the right film and second of all yeah it was just it was just wrong. So um, some of the worst examples I mean. Yeah, I I try to forget about some of those headlines because they're just they're just plain stupid. But no, I don't actually see a lot of gaming specific ones. Usually, a lot of the ones I see are from like comic book type websites, and they'll usually be lying about like I don't know some sort of, some sort of Marvel or DC thing, but usually DC um, of like, hey, Henry Cavill's been in talks with Warner Brothers to replace his role as man- as uh, Superman, and uh, the news is just nowhere else. So, uh, what about your side of things? What have you sort of seen?
1: I've seen everything from everything from everything, um, and it's sad when you can't tell the obvious fake uh, clickbaity stuff from the uh, intentionally parody stuff. Um, a perfect example of this is I, I talked—I think I talked about this either offline, or like very briefly, in one of the other podcasts. Uh, before everything shut down, we got a, a trailer for the uh, uh, movie uh, uh, Morbius. Good. Yeah. We talked about that on one of the trailer talks when we did. Uh, well, there's a, a website over here called The Onion, which does parody uh, news articles. They're not intending to be fake; they're obviously to be funny. And they had an article up about after the trailer release, saying that the MCU movie fans were upset that Morbius looks like his comic book character. See, that's obviously done for a laugh for fun. Yeah. Um, and those are that was hilarious, by the way, that I when I saw that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I tend to consume a lot of news and a lot of media, so I've seen it all, but it's also really really easy to see what's just clickbaity fake and what's not. Um, any advice on that would just be to go to know the source and go to the source. Um and I did send you a couple of things that I was like is this real and not no and you're like, "Nope, I know these people they're always just fakey." So,
0: yeah, yeah. So, it it gets to a point where uh, you you can you can tell with with certain things. Plus, like you said, you know, if, if something is announced about a particular property, go to whoever owns that particular thing and check if they themselves have announced it. If they haven't, it's usually clickbait. Um, a prime mm-hmm. example is if if Henry Cavill does come back as Superman for Man of Steel 2, I'm very sure that Warner Brothers would announce that, or Henry Cavill would say something, or DC would say something. If none of those have, then it's probably not true. So, there you go. Or, like, you know, if a Netflix show gets cancelled or or renewed, it will come from the mouth of Netflix, because they will announce it. So, uh, there you go. But uh, that is everything we've got for you for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you all for writing in. Thank you for listening and, and everything else like that um you can of course find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org like i said look out for classic, classic reviews sorry on the 3rd of june which is in a couple of weeks it's the week after that uh, run on hbo finishes on that particular wednesday so have a look out for that uh if you want to support the podcast and support entertainment talk there's a few options for you uh patreon you can find us on there The three $1 and $3 level tiers For review options and ad free podcast options Amazon affiliate link if you're thinking of I don't know, buying a game or spending Or spending some money on Amazon uh, We can get a small cut of what you spend But it won't cost you extra iTunes feeds, you can rate, review and subscribe to those Of course, please make sure you get subscribed So that you get sent to new episodes Word of mouth, uh, please tell people that you know about the website and your iTunes feeds. That will really help us out as well. Uh, Social media, please share them on Facebook and Twitter. And if you can, put them in different Facebook groups. That also really helps us out. Streaming and video games and all that sort of thing. Uh, Bex is streaming daily on Twitch. um, And you can check her out. TristaBytes B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, Go over there, subscribe, follow, all that sort of stuff. Follow her on social media, all that sort of thing. (coughs) And uh, get involved with the streams. Some good, really good stuff happening over there. Uh, Me and David stream sometimes on Twitch as well. And you can look out for the FIFA streams on Mixer. Robert also streams on Mixer sometimes as well. And look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.